When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, like I say, welcome to the show. Please tell a friend, subscribe, click the notification bell so you know every time we post. But we post every Friday. We don't like to miss. We post in on Friday. So welcome to the show. Uh, if you're wanting to know more about me, we're rearranging stuff uh, with our tours and everything. I'm trying to figure all the dates out at andrewsantino.com. Uh, also, you can go to andrewsantinostore.com is where you get the merch, the hats like this, these cool glasses, the rocks glasses. Uh, shirts and hoodies and everything. It's also in the merch bar right down below the YouTube video. And also, uh, check out the Patreon, uh, Whiskey Ginger Podcast. The Patreon link is also uh, at andrewsantino.com. You can find it there. That's where we're doing Cheeto Chats, one-on-one live Zooms uh, for the highest tier and throwing up content. You also get the ad-free episodes and all that stuff early. Um, It's super fun. I'm really enjoying connecting more with the fans. It really does make me happy. Um... And that's it. Go to andrewsantino.com. Go to andrewsantinostore.com if you want to check out the merch. And other than that, enjoy the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Allie Makovsky. Allie. Hi, Papa. Hi, sweetheart. Allie is, uh, for those that don't know, now you know, uh, a wonderful, talented comedian, writer, performer, sketch artist, skateboarder, um, volcano uh, hiker instructor, and a debonair of the old west and activist and activist strong keen activist social justice warrior sjw with with new hair since last time i saw you actually you're my first you're my first guest um you're my first guest after my covid after my covid yeah uh, you know what i you know what i realized yeah all it took for me to come on the podcast was for you to get extremely ill Mm mm-hmm Easy and, peasy. And then you were like, it's, I guess I can have Allie on now. I was like, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, it's also, I haven't seen you in so long. I wanted to see you. And I was like, um, I really want to explore what you've been doing with your life. Cause genuinely you've been moving and shaking during the pandy. You think so? You've been moving and shaking during the pandy. <laughs> I'm seeing you skate a lot online with people. Yeah. You become like a cool skate person. <laughs> have you? Uh, for a moment, but I feel like I've fizzled out already. Oh, you're over skating? No, I still do it. But like, I feel like, like when I start doing something, I have to let everyone know and be like, I'm doing this. Yeah, you were. I see it. And then I always get burnt out and people are like, what happened to skating? And I'm like, I'm still doing it. I'm just not like posting about it every single time I'm at the park. And you were. And I was. Oh yeah. It was very annoying. We should also, um, start this podcast out the right, right way by giving a shout out to your mom who we're both big fans of. Jenny. Uh, what's up, boo? She's, uh, the second love of my life, uh, other than my wife, of course, but your mom knows. Love you. My mom like calls me just to like 
talk gossip about your podcast. She's like, did you listen to Whiskey Ginger like last week? And I'm like, no, I'm not listening to Andrew's podcast and her. like trying to keep up with like the comedy scene in that way. You should or be whatever. keeping up. You should be keeping way up. No, she keeps of- me informed. My mom tells me like my mom would be like, did you hear what happened to that comedian? And I'm like, no. And she's like, they've gone off the rails. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like my she mom knows, knows She'll more call you than about I Nick do. DiPaolo. She's like, yeah. he moved. OK, he moved to the south. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny that there is people that really keep up. with. I have friends back home that keep up with the comedy world and know more than what I know. Like a friend of a friend um, had asked about a, a mutual friend of ours in comedy who's leaving LA, another like leaving LA person. And I was like, how would they know that? I guess I didn't really know that. Yeah. And and then now I realize everyone I know is leaving LA anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. But not us, boo. We sticking it out. We sticking it out. Oh, yeah. But the other thing is, it's so funny. My mom was calling, like my mom called me like a couple weeks ago and she's like, like my mom like loves to talk about comedy with me like she's Mm -hmm. kind of like living vicariously through me which is sweet but can be a little bit annoying she's like have you talked to andrew recently and i'm like yeah i hit him up the other day like you know i was seeing how he's doing and she's like okay why hasn't he had you on the pod like have you asked to do it and i'm like no i'm not asking to do it and she's like interesting like you know he's your friend like he hasn't had you on the podcast yet <laughs> and i'm like no it'll happen whenever it's like gonna happen like, you don't get it mom yeah it just it just happens when it's you know that's a well that's also the funny thing about the way that the podcast world works is like it's not as planned as people think it is it's just kind of like the way that your life and time is moving over like when you and to be honest also having guests is really tough as time goes on because coordinating people's schedules and lives and because of the pandy, you know, it's also hard. I didn't know for a long time if I wanted to do in-person guests anyway during pandy, unless I knew that they were had taken a test recently and yeah. then, you know, like all that shit. But, you know, long story short, I made you pay me to be on the show. Yeah. And I'm glad it's an investment. My it dad is. said my dad's the Jewish one out of my parents. So Icky. my dad said, look at it as an investment. Right. Give him all your money. It'll come back to you at some point now. Your father's Jewish, your mother's not, which She's means Catholic. Yeah, which means you can't be buried in a Jewish uh, cemetery because you're not really a Jew. It means I'm actually going to live forever. Right. You're you're a vampire, yeah. but you have tattoos. You definitely can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery no, with tattoos. But right? I don't think that was ever the plan to get buried. Yeah. Yeah. You, can you be cremated at a Jewish cremation station? Well, I think station? I'm probably going to get murdered and like cut into a bunch of pieces and my remains will be found years after my death. So I've never <laughs> thought about like funeral plans. You really think you're going to get murdered? Sometimes. <laughs> because I watched the American Murder Next Door, American Family. Did uh-huh. you watch that on Netflix? American Family? A Maybe. Murder Next Door? I don't know. Whew. Wait, what was the storyline? It's the guy in Colorado who... Uh, His wife not- and kids went missing? Yes. His wife and kids were oh missing. yeah that one was gnarly it was hardcore i love it's messed up how much it's, i love that it's cool well women love murder shows yeah i, I have a why. joke about that yeah i know yes you do yeah. you have a really good joke yeah. but you go like women love rape and murder when it's not happening to, to us them. Yeah. yeah and you because you go you say i was watching law and order, law and, order and all the girls go Woo! every yeah. show that every we've done. time yeah we love it yeah well i don't know well yeah like the old bag loves she loves um me 60 minutes she she does love you very much 60 minutes 
Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and what's the other one? What's the... Um, Dateline. Dateline. Forensic NBC. Files. Yes. Oh, I my God. I like Forensic Files. It's a little too old-timey. No, and like, that's... This cool. broad was right. walking in the park, she which was her along. first mistake. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, Dateline is... Um, Dateline is very... Uh, it's very slow, but sexy and creepy. Yeah. They sexualize murder on those oh, shows. Oh, yeah. That's the why women like it. The score, it's like Hans Zimmer, but for like... <laughs> nasty shit. Hans Zimmer for brutal, disgusting, yeah. shameless murder. I don't want to ruin anything about American Family Murder Next Door or whatever. I think that's what it's called. Um, but if you've heard the story, because it was a Colorado murder, so the old bag, Colorado, she knew about it. And I had heard, I remember hearing about it, but not the details. And then when you hear the details of it, um, I, I will say this without no, you know, no spoiler. It's crazy how you never could really pin an actual monster, right? Like, you know when there's some, when there's someone that's just like a criminal who just does bad stuff their whole life, but it's not that bad. Like they rob people or they like stole stuff and you're yeah. like, they're not the worst person on earth, no. right? They just make mistakes. They probably come from a bad place. Then when you see like the characteristics of an actual psychopathic murderer, you're like, I would have never, ever guessed. Like, no. you, like most of the time you would go, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that person? Well, it's the ones, the unexpected ones are the ones who like do it out of passion. Yeah. Those are the freaky ones. It's like the Dahmers, the stuff like that. In hindsight, you're like, oh, I can see how maybe yeah. that guy was a weirdo. Yeah. But it's the it's the like one offs that really freak you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Like they've never done anything before in their life. This is just kind of like it's been sitting in them for a long time and they let it stew and then something just cracks i think my favorite part is like uh is like the aftermath like how the people react after like the person who did the crime oh yeah, yeah. i'm always fascinated by like the people's like mindsets and how they think being normal is perceived like what the normal process right. of how to act looks normal like. right yeah, after they do something that's not normal and yeah i remember i wanted when i was in college for like a second i was I wasn't really studying anything but i was thinking maybe i would go into like political science but not for any like reason other than like um the fact that like politicians have to wear shoes that are scuffed in a mount that looks like they work but not too much right. but not too little they right. can't like those type of things like, right, the, like wearing a red tie versus a blue tie or yeah or like a striped tie or a polka dot right tie. like i remember obama wore like a blue suit what was it for and they lost their shit the media was like a blue suit or like a bright it was a brighter colored blue suit yeah. And they freak the fuck out as if it was like so blasphemous. And it's because they're supposed to send these subconscious signals, yeah. right? Which is even grosser. It just makes you think how dumb the country is that you need subconscious signaling to feel comfortable with someone instead of a person dressed in formal wear telling you, you know, whatever they're, whatever bullshit they're delivering. Well, but that's what's interesting too is how perception is so important because I remember learning in high school about once like TVs came out and televisions became like a common household item mm. in the first uh, presidential election. I forget who was running. Um, I don't have that good of a memory, but like the election was televised and it changed who won because one of the candidates who was more likely to win yeah. looked bad on camera, looked old, looked unhealthy. Wow. Because they like, were always old and unhealthy. The, yeah. Now you can see and it. And now it's like social media is the new like medium for how people perceive you. Right. I mean, well, that's arguably what helped Obama more than anything, right? Was that social media was like 
in its height when he had a viral campaign and it worked tremendously to get the attention of young people. So before that, I mean, like my generation of when I was first able to vote, you know, it just was never. I don't even remember how I even considered voting. I don't I couldn't even look back. I remember like MTV had like rock the vote. Do you even, yeah, do you know yeah. that? You remember it all the shit? Yeah, rock the vote was like vote or die. There, there was like these lame campaigns. People wore like shirts like yeah, cool it like was ribbed. so stupid. Like, but they tried to trick you even then with like P Diddy or like I, don't I mean, even, they still do that. Yeah, Every but, but, single celebrity is like naked on Instagram well, being like, though. And it's like, why are you naked? Thing. Yeah, I don't understand. Who are you appealing to? That whole know. thing is very strange. This whole like, I'm naked so you can vote. I don't get it. I don't. Kudos to you for getting your fucking message out. I just, well, I saw a bunch of, a bunch of, like Sarah Silverman did one, Schumer, Mark Ruffalo. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is got Like where, what rabbit out of a hat names? These are very strange combinations of people to like, throw in the mix and i i just i don't even know how to feel about it like does someone reach out is there an illuminati that reaches out to certain people and is like you need to tell people to vote no i think it's just like a cool thing to do and yeah i think well it's funny like i I, it's funny watching like certain people in the limelight the more successful they get the more like libtarded out they get like extremely woke like online presence where it's like you don't have to go all the way it's like it's almost like a fear i like kumail oh yeah i've known kumail for years i love him he's a really great dude he's always been cool to me but he got hardcore political online and he was never that way but like not even in like Like before he was famous he was just a funny dude on twitter who was who was a funny comedian and then it's almost like they feel like it's their they must voice their political opinion because it's almost like this shame for being like super successful it's like this weird guilt thing where they're uh, like oh i got super successful and now i have to be like but i'm i'm for everyone just like you medicare for all just like you guys yeah i'm just i just want the the common man problem yeah i'm just doing it for my 15 million dollar house well and kumail used to have like funny interesting political stuff and then it went to like super corny like ghost written like i think he i think the i think the difference is he used to joke and shit on it but he realizes that his fame comes along with a lot of power and responsibility, which happens yeah. all the time, right? But the choice you have to make is, am I gonna, am I gonna stop taking checks from Disney? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's this balance of when you get that famous. I mean, you, some people are able to get away with it. I think it's very difficult. I mean, look, Pat Oswalt's been the king of the nerds of comedy for years. He's a fucking billionaire. Yeah. So he still plays the he still plays the safe card as much as he can because he knows. He's been, he's like a sitcom guy. How many? I mean, that guy was on like four sitcoms that were huge, and he knows Ratatouille. You, do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. he knows he can't cross certain lines because it's going to take away money from the family. So that yeah. becomes this weird balance of like, is it okay to say shit? Which is that's what's scary. Like, do you want to be that famous? Yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go full. Like, yes. I'm gonna go full lib. You gonna go lived out? You gonna live tired out? I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. You'll do it for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. What was the what, skipping sideways? What's the impetus for the hair? Okay, so let me back this up. So you've been on the road with me together. Mm-hmm. Phenomenally funny. If anybody's not seen Allie stand up, please go look at anything and everything you can find online. She also has a podcast uh, that's very very good as well. Where it's <laughs> solo. Never seen it. I have. I have. Okay. I have. It's you. It's you lying on a couch, prone, yeah. uh, or sometimes on your elbow. Yes. Um, and I actually talked to you about. What do you mean? The first time we ever had a conversation about when you started it, 
because I said, you were telling me about wanting to call it, what was the original title? No, you told me, because I said resting bitch face, and you said, I don't remember, we were in Sacramento, I thought, when you were uh, talking about maybe. it. maybe, yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, I did, I did, um, I did, I, did, I have checked out the pod, <laughs> okay. and as a young lady, I love it. Yeah. It's actually, I thought that if I started a podcast, like yeah. I would have more female. No. No. You have more, you have more like. Um, but you know what? It actually, it is true. I feel like there are more female uh, listeners than like typically like an Instagram yeah. post or so, like my Instagram would have. I feel like my podcast has allowed me to like expand to more women, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think predominantly i like i have a patreon it's not big or anything but it's all dudes there's what? maybe like three no women three at all female patrons really yeah and i do like a <laughs> monthly like zoom hangout for my top tier patrons That's and it's all dudes and yeah. it feels like i'm it feels like i'm like on a live cam like a web you're on cam. only fans live yeah yeah, yeah. Where i'm like hey boys but you're not thirst trapping no, I mean you don't ever thirst trap though. So that it's not like you're ever like playing this sexual role of like. I think sometimes I'm a little thirst trappy. Every once once in a mm. while, throwing some thirst. I would say you usually don't go out of your way to do. I it. think even if I if I if I emulated Steve Jobs' aesthetic, mm. I, I would still be like sexualized. If you wore the Jobs tucked in or turtleneck, turtleneck whatever. But turtlenecks can be hot, dude. But if it was loose, baggy, baggy, baggy turtleneck, turtleneck with dad jeans all the way up. Yeah. And an old belt. Like, that, this that, isn't like a hot outfit. Like, nothing about this is like... I know, but for your mm. age, this is like a cool... You look cool. I look cool, but not like sexy. Yeah, so so you're going to get comments that'll probably I disagree. Know. That's But that's just, I think that's just like the new world of looking at the I'm way I'm not people, complaining about it. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm but like you, my goal isn't to be like a hot comic. But, I, what, but, but sometimes what, I am hot, and you, I can't control But when that. you do uh, hussy up... Yeah. I look good. Yeah, you look very good. Yeah, thank you. You just make the choice. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a choice thing. And only the privileged people are able to make that choice because some ugly people can't hussy up. Yeah. Ugly people are going to be ugly even in a $1,000 suit. You well, know? I think my like resting look isn't like, wow. Like no one turns, like if I went to Ralph's right now and was walking, no one would be like, whoa, they'd who's like, this? Sir, what aisle is ice cream in? <laughs> yeah, they'd no, be like, can you bag this face. for me? Yeah. Um, but so when I do look hot, I like really like I take so many selfies because I'm like, I need to remember this moment and right. like cherish it because I might not be able to get there again. Did you ever have battles of of like, is this I'm curious because I have members of my family, uh, young girls who I'm curious about how the battles become with sisters over like look and aesthetic and style, because with boys. Younger boys always want to be like their older brothers. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Same with girls. Yes, I but think. at some point it becomes a competition for girls and I don't think boys ever get there. Like mm -hmm. I, I think boys are more like they just want to beat their brothers or prove to their brothers that they're cool and they want their love and affection. You have two sisters. There's got to be, and you're close in age. Uh, they're close in age. Well, they're I'm closer, not. Yeah, they're right. They're closer than you. But there has got to be competition within there of like, you know, do you want, did you want to look just like them or nothing like them? Well, so I, when I was younger, I was like the ugly duckling. Like it was a joke in my family. Like, I don't think that that's, yeah, duckling? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really not cute. And my sisters both were cute, I think. And my my sister is seven years older than me. And my other sister is five years older than me. And when I was in fifth grade, my sister would pick me up from school, my oldest sister. And all the guys would be like, why don't you look like your sister? Like, your sister is hot. What happened to so you? So mean. And it was like, it was cr- like, it crushed me. Yeah, that's so fucking mean. Nathan Padilla. You know who you you know where you are, Nathan Padilla. Do you know where he is, by the way? I have no idea. Maybe in jail. Yeah, probably. You're probably in prison, Padilla. He also called. I yeah, he was mean. Go ahead, keep telling. What did he do? He called me the K word. What? Uh, really? Yeah, and I was like, and it's so funny. Like, well, he he obviously had a crush on you. You think so? Yeah. If you use derogatory uh, racial slurs to girls, it means you like them. <laughs> My first girlfriend was Mexican. I was like, get over here, you fucking beaner. And then that's how I knew I liked her. Yeah. No, he obviously he had some kind of crush on you. Maybe, but it, I, I mean, when you're a kid, you don't realize that. You're I like, know. this person's just a mean person. Yeah. Nathan Padilla is an a- Nathan Padilla? Yeah. Yeah, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. By the asshole. way, I hope you can, if you guys can find him, go light up his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does still use Facebook. For that's sure. when you know that someone is not doing well, is when they're still like very active on oh, Facebook. Oh, dude. By the way, I had a, um, not to call it out, but I, I, I told a story like three years ago on Rogan about a guy from that I grew up with. But it was a true story, and I referenced the details to the best of my knowledge. And one of the family members like reached out to me on a Facebook page that I don't even have anymore. And I was like, uh, someone who runs my old, my promotional stuff was like, you got this weird elongated message from somebody that was like, you fucking said you, that's not true. Da, da, da. Like they went a ham. And then they repeatedly posted the video being like, this isn't true. This part is a lie. But it's like, I don't know, man, it's in the paper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. in the fucking newspaper. So wasn't yeah, a lie because it yeah. seemed like it was true. But it just feels like when people are that active and mad about that stuff online and try Facebook to promote, is dark. well, it's because there's something's really broken. Yeah, like that was the other thing about that American murder. Yeah, is that woman she posted on Facebook like six, seven times a day, Oof. and it made me sad because yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, lady!" Like, it must mean that most people that that overtly use Facebook, the, uh, everything else is crumbling. Yeah, because they do that thing where they're like, "Everything's great. Look at the kids. Oh my god, we're making cookies." But inside, yeah. they're just like, Dying. "I'm shattered." Yeah, I'm yeah. shattered. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight. Yeah, that's um, sad. To get back to my hot sisters. Sorry, your hot sisters. I just want to make sure I get this. Yeah, because are they gonna? Li- do you think they're gonna listen to this? No, but my mom will. Mommy will. Mom. Yeah, yeah, I do it all for mom. Um, <laughs> so my sisters are older than me, and so I always wanted to like fit in with them and yeah. like try to do what they were doing. And then I think the older I got, the more I realized like I just was not like them at all. Like they're kind of like basic, typical like West Side <laughs> LA, like they're Santa Monica girls. Yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> which is cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. But they are they're basic, and they know that, and we talk about it. And I'm kind of like the crazy one, you know, yeah. and which explains the hair and everything. But my dad kind of like roasted them. My dad was like, "Yeah, whenever I show like people at work like pictures of my daughters, they always think that you're the. They always ask about you. That's dope. So I think things have changed. Uh huh. My sisters are still very much attractive, both of them. Yeah. But I think I just have more of like a unique. Yeah, your individual style has taken over. Yeah. See, I'm, I was curious about it, if like the competition, because you've talked to me about your sisters over, over, since I've known you, and it's always been kind of a thing because when you show me pictures of them, you do typically say basic. That's the thing you always go to is that you're like, they look like normal, yeah. just normal girls. Yeah. And 
They're I cute find, basics. But that's probably why you turned out to be creative and eccentric and doing your own thing because you didn't want to be that. Yeah. So perhaps their normalcy helped you be who you are. Or I think it was because I felt like I could never... Be like, them. like I think the competition. I don't. I can't speak for their own competition because they're two years apart. But I think for me, huh. like I felt competitive. Like I had to like keep up with them. But uh, I just felt like that was unattainable. Like with what they were doing, I just never desired to do that. But I felt like I needed to. And then I was like, well, if I just go completely left field, then I don't have to. Yep. Do that. And you're on your own island, and it's cool island. Yeah, cool. It's like island. Epstein Island. Same thing. Cool <laughs> island. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Did you, did they, are they sorority type of girls? Is that yeah, what, they were yeah, both in sororities, yeah. yeah. I know when I saw the picture, I thought they looked like girls that I know. Yeah. That, that I knew from school that were like in sororities and, and I'm sure they're doing fine, but it's But they're also, not the type of people who like carry it out like as adults where they still are like, yeah, I was in this sorority. And that's like, really sad when people do that. It's just different. It's just, no, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. It's I think sad. It, like to hold on to. Like the, the idea of alma mater to me is very strange. It's like, very similar to like Disney people. Like they're holding on to this thing. Dude, last night <laughs> I watched Celebrity Family Feud Ooh. and Raven Simone was on it. And she was now on Moms of Disney. And I was like, Raven is a, like plays a mom on a TV show on Yeah, Disney? that's so Raven. Wait, she's the mom? But now she's the mom, right? I don't know. I, I just so. thought that's crazy because I was like, I just, in my <laughs> head, she. this is what happens with Disney kids is they, you kind of always think about them as kids, even when she's now, I don't even know how old she is. She's probably in her tw late 20s or maybe early 30s. Yeah, 30s. She, not my, no, she's not in her late 30s, is she? Not late, early 30s. Jamie, look it up. I think, uh, we don't have him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I think it's just strange because I always see her so young. And then when I saw her on the show, I was like, oh my God, she's a, you know, a, a woman. Like I, in my mind, she was a kid. She's yeah. always a kid. Yeah. So it's hard for them to escape that. Yeah. Like you'll, sure. you get, you can't get away from that shit. Yeah. Um, but for real, tell me now I'm going to be Papa Santino right now. Why did you go so many colors? Last um, time we were together, you had, you had pink, just pink, just pink. Yeah. Just pink. But not now you got all the colors. Well, so, I mean, I've always, I've always done like crazy. Like I, I think. Yeah. But this is the most colors Like when I've we were seen. in Sacramento, I think the tips of my hair were like neon yellow. I loved it. I thought that was yeah, very that was tight. Cool. Yeah. It was just the bottom yeah, row the and you had just gotten your hair cut. Yeah. It was fresh. Yeah. You look like on a music video. Yeah. It was tight. Yeah. Um, so I always like to do stuff and right at the beginning of quarantine, I had gone like fully pink. Yeah. And then quarantine happened and it faded into like the blonde that was underneath with like super dark roots. And then I don't know, I, I, I got my hair done and I went orange, but the color orange was like spooky. Like it wasn't like a flattering orange. You have an orange in there now. Well, so then I was like like a week or two weeks later, I was like, just give me every color. You got all of it. So I got all of it. I'm going to ask you a dumb guy question. Okay. Does it ruin your hair? Um, if you get it done by professionals who like know what they're doing, no. And if they use certain things that like the, yeah, if like, you, like what do average people it. use in their hair? They use like the box dye from the store. Yeah. I think a lot of people get, or like, I don't want to spend all that money. I can do it on my own. And yeah. then they do it at the store. They over bleach their hair. Their hair becomes really like, um, coarse. No, like, like, like their hair becomes like, um, brittle, brittle, but like, like almost like, um, like stringy. Where you can like just 
pull it out. out. Yeah. Oh, because you killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a friend. She she bleached her head and like there was a patch of her hair that was just gone from like over bleaching it where the hair just like died and fell out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been lucky. I think it's like my like my Russian ancestry. I have like very thick coarse hair. Yeah. Russians have really thick hair. I just shaved my arms because I was getting roasted online. What, you, what people because you had hairy arms yeah because i got this tattoo and so they shaved this part and uh -huh. then it felt weird having like one nice shaved part and then like super hairy i saw the tattoo you put it up online. it's a barbed wire right yeah yeah i don't know what i'm doing i know i'm having fun no you're having the most fun <laughs> <laughs> you have one ride why not take it yeah i never got tattoos because i know my addictive personality um i would get so many and i know that's a lame excuse but i know me and I, there's just no fucking way that I, I wouldn't be like, more, more. This is cool. I, I would do more. And then in a year, I'd go, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I, I, any any person with tattoos hates their tattoos. Most of them. Most of yeah, them. Yeah, most of them. Well, you, like, you know my boy. You know Nick. You know my buddy Nick. Nicky, the little little Jewish kid with the glasses, and, and he's got all the tattoos. You is know my hot? buddy Nick. I only know hot people. He's hot. Is he's he? Hot. No. Oh. Yeah, he's hot. He's my I friend. Think, I don't think... <laughs> he's got him. When I met him, he had zero tattoos. When we met in 2009, something like that, he had zero tattoos. And then within like a few years, he got, I don't even, maybe 20 or 30. Yeah. And he does hate almost all of them. Some of them he loves. There's like some that Dr. I Wu like. Dr. Wu shit I think he loves. And there's got, there's certain people that gave him tattoos that he's like, these are dope, even if I don't like love the tattoo i love the what it means yeah. like to them but then there's some he's got like a baby boot on his arm that he hates yeah he's just got shit that he fucking hates. i what the edits of you that people make with tattoos on you i'm like Ugh. like it's it, so it weird. grosses me out yeah yeah yeah. i'm like Ugh. with tats up my up my neck yeah i hate it's, it it's, it's very much you, not you, me. you it's not you and it makes you look like a dude who works at a brewery and just like loves <laughs> hops <laughs> like that's what you have you smelled like, these dude yeah they're fresh there's yeah, a lot of hops I, in this one. A lot. Of, it's very hoppy, so be careful. It's a dark IPA. It's a double, uh, so it's an imperial. Uh, it's actually above an imperial. Uh, it's a colloquial imperial. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't think I could ever get tats because I also I have a good amount of friends from when we were young, back in in the Midwest that got tattoos. Like everyone got a lot. Of, all my girlfriends had lower back tattoos. Every dude I know had a up here like a family crest or like a whatever or like a, a a drawing of something a sailboat small. or an anchor or yeah something. dude and i was just like every time i saw a new friend with a new tattoo i thought well i don't want to be lame and get something that they have yeah and then every time i look for something new i was like i don't think there's anything that no, i i'm the lamest with tattoos all my tattoos are just like things that i've seen online yeah the barbed wire thing why um show the show the camera yeah i uh so i was i was gonna get a jewel tattoo okay Allie. I know, and then I was like, I can't. Why like, don't you text me before you that. get a tattoo, and then I'll give you the, I'll give you the not a good idea or okay, whatever, do it. Yeah, because that's, I like this. You like the barbed wire? I like it. For, for how now. long do you think? Like probably like two more weeks. Two or three weeks, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll be like, why did I do it? Why did I do it there? What's like, the only one that you still kind of like actually like? I really like my finger tattoo. I have an eyeball on my yeah. finger. I really like that. It's small. It's cute. My friend Jeremy did this, a little stick and poke at his house. That's right. I saw you put the stick and poke on your on, on your Instagram, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, no. I was tattooing myself. I gave myself That's this dollar did. sign. Yeah, yeah. But with like an actual tattoo. You can just buy tattoo guns on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, so you're a grown my, up. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend got a tattoo gun. I'm like, let's do it. Let me so see. I, it's faded now. Did it hurt? No. 
Because I feel like if you do it yourself, you don't. You definitely don't know what you're fucking doing. No, no idea. Well, I, I tried to do a heart right here, a small heart on my upper thigh. Yeah. And I fucked up so bad that it's like just a wishbone now. Kind of. I get, <laughs> like that's just what I'm calling it. Fine. Like what else? You know. Someone's like, "What's a what? You're like, I just you feel like getting lucky. Yeah. Pull on one side. But then I have a butterfly on the back of my arm. I really like that. I like that. I like the butterfly. It's like really that. pretty. Yeah. Um, but I have this stupid lightning bolt. Like, I don't know why. I was waiting for an open mic like a year into stand up and I had to wait like two hours and there was a tattoo shop like next door. So I was like, I'll just get a tattoo in the meantime. Word to all people uh, starting mics and coffee shops around the country. Do it next to a tattoo shop. Make a deal with the tattoo guy. Eventually, people will start getting tattoos as they wait to go on stage. Yeah. That's just an economic trick that I'm trying to give out to the world. Because yeah. obviously, obviously it works. In fact... This is not even a joke. There used to be a place called <sighs> behind the Culver City Library. Behind the Culver City Library, there's a little coffee shop there. The roasted bean, like the, the something bean. This is years ago when I first started stand up. It's always so weird to picture you starting stand up. Oh, I can see. Dude, you know what's so creepy? I paced the park for, I don't even know, an hour before I could even get and pull, pull, the names were mm -hmm. pulled or whatever. And uh, right next door to it was a, was a tattoo shop. And people were getting tattoos the whole time. I don't know if anybody did from the mic, but I was like, what a weird way to kill time if I did go get a tattoo. Because yeah. it would be a, a good way to fucking just be like, I guess I'll just knock out a bullshit tattoo yeah. real fast. But no, I paced for hours in the park at the Culver City Library. Um, yeah, it's weird to zoom back in your head over like where you were during and what I was feeling like or how shitty my jokes were. Oh, yeah. My little shitty joke book with one one good joke. Maybe one like honestly good joke and the rest were just like, I knew they were going to do poorly. I Were you super confident when you first started? Um, I was like delusionally confident. And I think that that's why I've been able to ride the lightning so long to do what I've been able to do because I've only gotten less and less confident as time goes <laughs> on. And I think I'm still just coasting on that initial the high. wave of confidence. I was confident after I'll tell you what I began. I, I began to get more confident when I saw my competition for lack of a better word. The more people I got around, I quickly was like, that person's funny. That person's funny. And we're all in a similar realm. And then I started to see how many people around weren't writing or weren't doing good. Yeah. So I got confident because I was like, I'm better than most of these people on this lineup. And it continued as more, pe as more lineups you do, you're like, I'll crush harder than all these people on this lineup. Yeah. And I'll, then this lineup I can beat and that lineup I can beat. But I was saying that to myself at the first open mic. You at did. the first open mic. <laughs> like I would walk into open mics with so much confidence, but it's also because you fell in love with stand up at a young age. So you had a different, <laughs> you had a different experience with it in terms of, you ingested it like crazy. I mean, we've had this conversation before about you. You were a fan, a heavy fan of the yeah. world before you got into it. Whereas a lot of people are fans of it and then they slowly try to get into it. But it doesn't happen usually for most people into their mid to late 20s and some people in their 30s. You know, like I know guys that didn't start till they were 32, 33 years old. Yeah. So you started, I mean, or you got into stand up when you're 16. 19, yeah, but I mean, you started like, loving stand-up yeah, when you were yeah, young yeah and then you got into it when you're pre-20 is fucking crazy yeah. i mean that's rare it's like only a handful of people but and I that's feel like probably now why it's not that rare i feel like a lot of people are starting out younger are they out there yeah. i don't know what's going yeah, on yeah i feel like when i first started it was like me and olivia grace and olivia grace had already been doing it for like four years she started yeah. when she was like 14 or 15 she would come around the store she was i, I she always was hustling and out and stuff and i would see her all the time and i never knew 
how that I never knew if she was a stand up or good because I never saw her. Yeah. And then I did see her in the belly room. Maybe it was a roast show. Maybe it was a roast show. I don't remember. And she did great. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck. I had no idea who this I just didn't know who she was. And yeah. before that, I thought I thought she was just like a friend of comics and was around all the time. And yeah, yeah, she's a young hustler. Yeah. But when I first started, I felt like it was only really like her that I knew of who was the same age. Mm-hmm. If not, it was like I was 19 and maybe the other youngest person was like 24 or something. Right. But for the most part, it was like 27, 28, 29 up to like 30. And I'm like, it's so weird being in high school and then going to college for a second and then having like 32 year old friends. Yeah. Which is but, weird because if you go to college, you do also have 32 year old friends, but they just hang out with college kids all the time. Weird. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's a couple of those guys. And I didn't realize at the time that we were all 20 and like, you know, like one of the dudes we hung out with was like 36. Yeah. And it wasn't weird, but it was in retrospect. Yeah. At the time, you're like, this guy's the shit, dude. He can always get coke. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but he's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you do end up, and you end up making friends way out of your age range because of stand-up, which is kind of good. But then it was weird because then if I would hang out with like old friends from high school or college, I just felt like you were I was already on them. like a totally different wavelength and yeah. it was really hard to like reconnect. And so do you have any friends from high school still or no? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like, like not, I'm not like, I I was never the person who like had super strong friendships. Right. Or did you have a few core, like two or three core? Like I only had three or. But it was always like rotating. Like maybe I'd have Mm. really close friends, but only for like two or three years. Oh, that's interesting. Like I always had a couple of very close friends and I still keep in contact with those guys today. But outside of that, no. I mean, I just like. It'd be cool to run into people sometimes, you know, if I'm back home and I see somebody. But for some reason, I, I you know, I don't know. I it just I was never I was never like that. I was never like, we got to hold on to these memories. Yeah. I was like, let me get to fucking Arizona. and I want to go to California. My goal was to get the fuck out as fast as I could. Not to say fuck you to the past, but I just I was so laser focused on getting to California. Yeah, it was the only thing I wanted. I was like, how can I get to California? What could I do to like afford to even get out there? I weaseled my way out here and I started I work. I worked in a. I worked in a, a physical therapy office and I <laughs> I was the only kid. because I, I could so see you being a physical therapist. <laughs> Dude. Like if comedy didn't work out, like you have like the body for PT? physical therapy. Yeah, just like a button down suit that like is a little <laughs> bit too tight on the arms, but not because you're fit, just because the shirt fits weird. Yeah, it was just too and tight And then khakis. A shirt. Like I just see you in khakis. I could have, dude, I could have done it. I think I did wear khakis and button downs when for, I went to the- Yeah, you have to. The only reason I got the job was because I was hooking up with a girl. I was dating a girl. Uh, I don't, we weren't we were barely dating. and every time we tried to like continue the date it wasn't good because she got me a job at a pt office she was going to pt school and i had no business being there and they let me do the exercises with people and shit yeah that's and- when you know you like don't really love someone is when you're like trying to get them jobs you're like i just want to help you but like i'm not that in bed like <laughs> i want to help you so you don't bother me like i want you to have a job she so got me the just- job and then we stopped dating and yeah. it was bad yeah it was my sense. fault though i knew i didn't want to stay with her yeah it was a whole thing yeah something something it was just i knew it wasn't gonna work and it was sad too because she's like i want to help you out and i was like fuck i'm totally gonna we're never gonna this is never gonna work yeah but she i mean whatever but that was my only goal was to to get the fuck out and to keep moving forward and now here I am living the dream in California, uh-huh. uh, voting. I voted yesterday to keep this state burning on fire. I voted fire. for my dead grandma. You wrote in your dead mm-hmm. grandma? Yeah. That's so sweet. I got her ballot in the mail and I was like, she would have wanted me to do yeah. this. 
Yeah, I mean, because she can't do it. <laughs> no. You have to speak for her. No, and she died recently. It's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, did, have you already voted? You're not going to vote. No, I have my... <laughs> Here's the thing. I have my mail-in ballot, and it's filled out. It's sealed. It's all good to go. I feel like I'm one of those people who's going to be like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then on November 4th, I'll be like, fuck! Yeah. I'll Why open up my put, backpack put it in and your mailbox. Like, damn it. Don't you just put it in your outgoing... Yeah. You don't you don't want to do that. I want to drop it off. You want it to go you want it official. Yeah. You don't want someone to steal it. Mm-mm. I mean, does it matter in California that much? Yeah, because we need to get Kanye West yeah. in there. In Roque. In, in, in Roque, Roque uh De La Cruz. Is <laughs> yeah, that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Have you Googled him? Yeah. He looks course. like Ric Flair or something. Yeah, yeah he's he's from the WWF. <laughs> uh. The Oh, he is? No, he's not. Oh, I was but like, he should be. Yeah, yeah. People that don't know, in California, Kanye West is actually running as a vice president. Uh, in many, many other states, he's running as a president. Which Wait, I you can do that? I didn't know you could, but yeah, you can. I, something I learned from Kanye but West. But then when I was looking at the ballot, I was like, should I vote green or like libertarian? Some of the names, I'm like, this just... Joe, I did Joe some... Jorgensen is the libertarian. Yes, I love that. And, and you know who her running mate is? A podcast host. Yeah. A guy named... Spike Cohen, I think yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, something like I that. I had to look him up. I was like, who is this guy? I looked them all up. Yeah, I Just out to. of curiosity. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of... It sucks because no one would ever... Like, they would never have enough votes for it to be... And I'm also like, what... Like, do they think that there's a chance that they'd win? No, but honestly, what I figured out over the years of voting and listening to them and, like, paying attention to certain people, they it, it gives them more political power in whatever bureaucratic bullshit that they're involved in when they do get a little traction. Yeah. They, th- they're never going to come close. Yeah. But they can solidify more political interest parties if they're like, you know, hey, you know, we got 16% yeah. of fucking Kentucky. And yeah. people are like, whoa. And it helps with their political prowess. It's never going to really... I think it would be so funny, though, if we could all, like, come together Coney 2012 style and, like, get on board and just get one of these random people who has no expectation for winning into the White House and then just see what happens. They did it four years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, not in a major... But, yeah. But not (laughs) in, like, a major party, like, Democrat or Republican. You would have to have somebody in a big party to get it... Because... We're a two-party system. We're always going to be, and it's the fucking. I know, but I want to call like Ashton Kutcher or something and try and do a punked for politics. He but he punks the presidential campaign. Yeah, where you get Roquet or no, I don't want Kanye, but like you get you know Spike Lee or Spike Jones. Spike Lee and Spike, <laughs> Spike Jones Lee on the ticket, ticket together. together. <laughs> and Spike Cohen. Somehow. And Spike Cohen and is yeah. he's the he's the campaign he's the manager. vice vice president. Oh, the VP VP. Yeah, the VP VP. That would be great to have. Look, when somebody was joking around about The Rock being president, I was like, why is that a stretch? If fucking Donald Trump... Yeah, why would it be a stretch? I'll run. I mean, I won't run, run, but... Not physically run. Not physically, but for office, sure. You would be dope on the campaign trail. I could say that. You would put on some fucking dope shows. It'd be a fun time. Well, look, Trump just goes and does stand-up. Have you ever seen any of that stuff? He he just does stand-up. He does bits. Yeah, he he does. I want to know who writes. You know, there's comic friends we have that's been that's been selling him bits. (laughs) Tim Dillon, dude, because I've seen some of the bits that he does. I'm like, this is just funny. I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, Like, he must have someone being like, you know, it'd be funny if you joked about. And he's like, that's great. And he does it, and it kills, dude. It's so weird. Yeah, it's why he's so beloved by um, people that love him because he doesn't do those 
speeches like you see most presidents do on those it's realms. It's not professional. It's just like... It's, it's, it, it's him fucking around. Yeah. It's a guy talking shit. You know what I equated to? A guy at a wedding who wasn't supposed to make a speech. but Who volunteers. Who volunteers. Like, but I got some stories to tell. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is awesome, but it's insane. Yeah. But it's just you don't expect it and it's ridiculous. And you're like, is that your Uncle Marty? He's like, yeah, he's fucking blacked out. And you're also like, how long is this speech going to go? Yeah, and he's like, okay, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. When people well, are getting antsy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, one more. Yeah. One more, one more. Have you ever been to, a, has you, your one sister got married, right? Speaking of weddings. Yeah, they, uh, one sister got married, one sister's engaged, and I'm just raw dogging. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Let them all Woo, in. I got one more year on my parents' health insurance, so. How often, how often do you really uh, use protection? I, be real with me because I, I will and I, I never 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 wear protection but I've, I've been seeing a guy recently who has just always been wearing protection and so I'm like well if you know something I'm not gonna say no to you wearing it now is it is it do does it ever strike you as if like he doesn't trust you no I it's I it's, it's a for sure because choice. he's boning around I'm not the only one I know I'm not the only one. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Whiskey drinkers, listen up. Buffalo Trace is the sauce that I've been promoting for a long time, and I love it very much. They were just named the 2020 Distillery of the Year. San Francisco World Spirits Competition had some of the best whiskey tasted in America, judging hundreds of whiskeys. And Buff Trace, the only bourbon with balls, you know they won the most. All right. Two decades ago, Buff Trace won the same title by Whiskey Advocate magazine. These guys keep pumping out great stuff since 1773. I've been a huge advocate of theirs. Honestly, this company is cool. Everyone that that works at it is dope. You can go visit if you're ever uh, down there in Kentucky. You can go check it out. The master distiller, Harlan Wheatley, knows what he's doing, dude. He's trying all sorts of new fun stuff, even making vodka down there now. Um, But the uh, American Buffalo on there shows it's the only bourbon with balls. It's got a great kick. And this family of whiskeys is so good. Genuinely, I love Eagle Rare. I love Blanton's. And if you can get your hands on some Pappy, uh, it's been a good month for you. Uh, Buffalo Trace made from corn, rye, and barley. It matures twice as long as most bourbons on the market. That's why it tastes so delicious, robust, balanced, and smooth. Trust me, if you can find Buffalo Trace near you, which it is everywhere, but it runs out fast, please go grab some. They're the oldest continuing operating distillery in the United States, dude. Come on. This stuff is so good. I promise you won't uh, regret it. Tag me if you drink some Buff Trace online, especially if you're listening to the show. I want to check it out. It's distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery, 90 proof, Franklin County, Kentucky. Buffalo Trace, American family owned, and they're fiercely independent. Buffalo Trace, the only bourbon with balls. Pick up a bottle right now and have a drink responsibly. Ginger. I like gingers. Wait, did he express that to you? I, I, Yeah, we've talked about it. Are you boning around? Um, There's no one that I'm interested in boning right now. Right. But if there was, like, maybe I would. But I'm, like, overdoing that. Like, I am i don't want to be, like... Like, if I want to be with someone long-term, mm-hmm. not that, like, I need to... Like, not that I need to, like, settle down, but, like, if I'm seeing someone, I would want it to maybe become serious. Would this be serious? Um, As of now, I don't think so. Sure. It would be cool if it was, but I don't think... I don't think it's going there. Well, at least in early days, it doesn't the, seem that way. The, is this dating app shit? No. This is real life shit. Mm-hmm. That's so tight. You're very unconventional. You like to break the mold. Your age group always dating app. You, 
You always. I feel like you always meet people in the in the. Flesh. I do both. Really? Yeah. Well, I just deleted all the apps, but I I, I was doing both. Best app. There's. Re- I mean, it depends what you're looking for. If you want to get an STD, download Tinder. Tinder's a hookup app. If you want to meet like a guy on the spectrum who's a narcissist, Raya. What about Bumble? Well, I'm, uh, have I used Bumble? Bumble's annoying because the girl has to message first, which is like, yes, female empowerment. And then you realize quickly that you're like, oh, I want to be. Yeah. Talk to. Yeah. Females want empowerment, but they're also like, pay for the first meal. Open yeah. the door. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. We don't know what we want. I know. That's why, you know, that's why we're going to keep patting you on <laughs> the head I and saying. Say, I don't know what I want because. <laughs> you can't speak for all no, women. The... You don't speak for all women. God forbid. Did you see Bill Burr's monologue on SNL? Yeah. What do you think? Were you offended? Uh, no, I wasn't offended. White bitch. That's but, what he said. White bitches. Is that what it was? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was triggered. Uh, people um, were fucking. People were. Yeah, but I, of course they were. Like, yeah, but, but, like, but you know who was going to get mad. Yeah. You were like, oh, yeah. you fucking White bitches. White bitches, though. <laughs> and like dudes who want to fuck white, white girls. Uh, cucky, cucky guys. Yeah, Got, who are, like, guys who actually want don't want to fuck white girls. It's white guys who want um, to watch their girlfriend get fucked by somebody else. Uh huh. Yeah. It's cucky yeah, guys who yeah. are like, I'm comfortable. Like I don't remember who it was, but I remember a guy tweeted in the height of the Me Too movement was like, you know, you know what I like to physically do with a girl? Listen to her. Ew. Answer her. It was like, oh, no, you don't. Shut up. No, you don't. I've been with plenty of guys who don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, you can say that. That's a nice thing to say. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not real. true. Right. Because if it's real, you wouldn't talk. You like wouldn't that. have to say it. Exactly. That's that's the biggest bother about what happens from. I was a huge fan of what Burr said on there because I thought it was fun and honest. Well, but also I had seen him do those jokes at the comedy store. Yeah. Pre like right Pre-pandy. before COVID. Yeah, yeah. The old Kobe. So. I felt like I got to see it in a more thoughtful, like long, like uh, interesting way where yeah. there was like more of a storyline to it. When you're doing a monologue on SNL, I imagine you just have to kind of like pack it all. And so you people have to slam it in five, five yeah. minutes or whatever it is. And people minutes. just, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I thought it was funny. It was good. I didn't laugh out loud, but I don't really laugh out, out loud at, at most comments. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You laugh out loud at me. I do. I have a mic on you whenever I'm on stage. I do. You're that, one of my favorite comedians. Stop. For real. Well, I, I'm not going to say this just to say this, but and I do I'm mean it. I'm one of it. your favorite podcast guests. You're you're one of my favorite comedians by far. You know I love you, and that's why I like going out with you. And hopefully we can go out again in 2021 when the world fucking gets back to normal. It's very sad. I know. I miss it. It's fun uh, getting to open for you because you're just like a fun dude. Well, you won't, ha- you won't be opening much longer, so it's nice to enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy it now. I'm trying to think... I feel like we had a cra- like we had like a crazy experience on the road, but I can't remember. But I feel like, well, oh, we stayed at that like sketchy ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where one night I was like, uh, you were like, you were like, if you feel scared, you can like stay in my room because yeah. it was like a loft style well, room. Yeah, it I was, sleep. Like, the- I, there was a there was a bed in a loft upstairs, and there was a bed downstairs. And I literally, when we were walking home one night. Well, first of all, I went to fucking FedEx Kinko's and there was a guy shooting heroin. I put it on <laughs> yes, my, the needle I, I put it on my fucking Insta yeah. story and the club was like, Hey, you know, uh, it's not always like that around here. I was yeah. like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was fucking at noon. I was walking yeah. to FedEx Kinko's yeah. 
And then we ate at Chili's. Oh, that yeah, was so good. so good. I love Chili's. Me too, dude. Anybody who doesn't like Chili's is an un-American piece of shit. Oh. It, it is, the, by the way, the chips and salsa. It's are, the best. It's the best. They're the thinnest, greasiest <laughs> chips. They're so, they're so crunchy. Oh. They're, they're computer paper. It's just, they're yeah, like computer yes, paper. That's receipts. what they are. <laughs> it's it's used receipts. They recycle. They're eco-friendly. It's so good. And then we stayed at the sketch hotel and we were walking home after we had chilled for a while at the club with some of the staff and we were hanging out and um, uh, we weren't going out that night. And I had said, we were walking home and I said, Hey, if you want to stay in my room, you can stay downstairs. I'll, and I'll stay upstairs just to keep, cause I'm, you know, and you're like, no, I'm good. And I was like, okay, but seriously. Yeah. Cause it felt murderous. You were more scared than I was. I was because I just did. I felt like you, I felt not like you can't take care of yourself, but like, well, I just a- didn't want you walking to your side of the camp. Yeah. Whatever the well, that fuck was. The it other was. thing is that my, the, my room was like on the other side and it wasn't like a hotel where it's like just a hallway. It it's was like outdoor. an outdoor thing uh-huh. where, and you could tell that people were like living there. It was yes. like a live in type of. Yeah. And hotel. I, I just, uh, Papa got protective. I was like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I just didn't want you to be walking late and some weirdo pulling in late. Like I get these sick visions of like you being, and then it's all my fault. Yeah. Like if it was like, what do you mean? You let her go to the fucking hotel. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you walk her and help her? Out? You'd like, get well, so much attention though. Huh? If you'd get so much attention though. If I got murdered, like I would have blew on up on the road with you. Yeah, yeah. I would have blown up. Cause then you could have been like the grieving friend and also like mentor. Yeah. And I would have been like, you know, I, I did got everything a new I could. hour out of it. Two. Maybe I got two. A well, you would have done one at my memorial. Yeah. Crush crush city think how bad i would murder at your murder have people ever like have like lamer comics ever uh been like oh that joke that you do is similar to mine and you're like you do you want my joke because your joke sucks (laughs) i had a joke about it i just thought about that because i had a joke about um a memorial and like tying it into a job that i had at a movie theater where i'd have to like make a speech before a movie started yes and then like a coworker dies and I have to like do the speech at their funeral. It, it was stupid, but it was it was funny. That is very funny. And I remember some comic was like, I have a joke like that. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to yeah. do you want me to watch your joke? <laughs> and you I watched notes? it and I was like, do you want my joke? Like, you can have my joke. <laughs> like, if you want a funny joke, I'll give you mine. But Keep we don't it, have the same because yours is very bad. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually, the the only, I've only had like one or two people be like, hey, we have something similar. Um, but it's usually just the premise. Yeah. But Fitz and I, Fitz Simmons and I had, the, this is the funniest response I've talked, I've told this before, but this was my favorite. Fitz and I had a joke that was quite similar. And I went up to him at the f- improv and I was like, yo, Fitzy, I think we have like a similar thing. And he goes, oh, really? I was like, yeah. And he goes, who does it better? <laughs> and That's I was such a that was the best way. answer. And I go, you do. And he did it on TV. He did it on Just for Laughs uh-huh. or something like that. Um, it, but it was perfect. It was the best response. That's a great way to say it because I feel like when I was in that situation, I was like, how do I respond to this? Because it's who does like, it better? And yeah. he and honestly, he did his his version was much more yeah. clean. It was ironed out. Mine was brand new. Um, yeah, it was. He does it. It was just so blatant. It was like, yeah, yeah his was. And I and I loved that he was honest about it. Because he didn't want to do the dance. Yeah. The dance where people are like, oh my God. It was just yeah. weird. No, he knocked he knocked that shit out and it That's was- That's great. Because then it puts it back in your court too. It's on me. Yeah. yeah. Who does it better? Yeah. And then I really have to think about it. Because if I did do the joke better, I would have to be like, 
I like mine. I like mine, dude. Yours isn't yeah. that fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it would be a, a good competition. But no, rarely, um, ra- rarely has that happened to me. But yes, on the road, we haven't had too many scary experiences. Fun times. We went to a fun sex shop. That was really fun. Remember the, the fun little Art Deco sex shop that we went into that In was Sacramento? owned by the gay couple? Yeah. Do you not remember that? We took a long walk and then the Uber picked us up. Oh, in the sex yeah. Shop. No, wait. That was in Sacramento? No. No, that was in. in that was, that in, was uh, in St. Louis? Mm, no. I remember. I can't, I'm picturing the street. Like, I have a vivid memory of the street because it was like these cute houses. I do too. That wasn't Sacramento. That was. Fuck. In the South? No, were, were we in the South? I feel like it was St. Louis. Was it St. Louis? Maybe. We're so, I'm so bad at that, dude. But yeah, it was like an upstairs like sex uh, lounge, yeah, sex and we shop. were kind of like giggling, and the person was like, "Yeah, no, he was over. It was owned by it was owned by like a, a gay couple, and the one guy was very annoyed at us. Yeah, but it was it was like they did have some sex shops have silly stuff. But I was just gonna say like sometimes sex shops sometimes they're it's like very professional or high end sex stores, but sometimes they're just like goofball gifts. This one looked like it should have been like a thrift sex store. Exactly. Used. Yeah. Yeah. It also had like, like I remember there was anal beads. But then we did a- They were this big. I mean, they were the yeah, pool giant. balls. I was like, come have on. Have you ever done that? Anal beads? Uh, you, you like butt. I, I've heard you talk about the finger. You're, you, the butt play. You the do, self butt play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like putting stuff in my tush. Uh, I, 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 I tickle it. I like yeah. the tickling. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've never You tried, like it in? I don't know. You never had anything in there? No, I want to do a little baby like starter butt plug. I think it'd be fun. But bit. see, I want to I want to do it with someone I'm in a relationship yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't butt plug by yourself. Yeah, no, that's very not fun. strange. And it's like you have to be ambidextrous. You got to be flexible and and, yeah. and also, you know, what if you get the butt plug in there when you're by yourself, and then you're more bummed? And it's almost like a little depressing that yeah, you're and like, then you if- have to take it out sad. Yeah, like a sad flush. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Why are you crying? <laughs> I thought this was gonna be fun. And you're washing it. You know what I just did? What before the, before the pod? Huh? Um, I did a boric acid suppository in my coochie. Why? Um, because there's cockroaches in there. <laughs> it's <laughs> how you kill cockroaches. You're prepping for the haunted house. Wait, boric acid. Boric acid. What is that? Suppository. Do? What does that do? Boric acid. You can't ingest it. It's very poisonous. Like mm. you straight up use it to kill cockroaches. But, but it's in your butt. It's no, it's in my coochie. My oh, front oh, you butt. put it up your. Cooch? I put it in my front butt. Yeah. Wait. So what is that for? Um, it's for bacterial vaginosis. Oh, baby. Also got... known as BV. Yeah. yeah. It's like a UTI. No. Right. No. 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 It's bacteria. It's a bacterial infection. Yeah, but it. Uh, yeah, but UTIs are more urinary. Uh, urinary yeah. tract infection. Right. Bacteria that's the vaginosis <laughs> has more uh, inside of the like uh, lining. Yeah. It has to do with like like the discharge. So is this because old boy was banging somebody well, new? And well, so a lot of people who are young get it um, because the pH, like you're so hormonal and stuff, that yeah. your pH can be imbalanced by like wearing a bathing suit for too long yep. or having sex or even just like getting your period. I've heard Sorry, this. boys. No, no, no. This is this is a, we do. This is the period hour. Okay, cool. The second half of the show is always period hour. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, so I've always like it's always been a thing. Like your, always. Your, your whole life. Like since high school. Yeah. Right, since yeah. Right. Yeah, I think since probably either I got my first period or since I became sexually active. Like I just remember that it was like always. Is a it problem. painful? No, like I it doesn't bother me. That's why I've only just done it for the first time now because i'm like i'm an adult i should not continue just being like whatever 
But if it's not painful, it's not painful. It's, it's just it's, it's not a big deal then. Well, so you know how I have the joke about discharge. Yes. I'm like, I discharge a lot. It's I love it. Gross. It's yeah. a funny joke. So a lot of times, like, oh, like overly, <laughs> this is so disgusting. Overly discharging is a symptom of bacterial vaginosis. Sure. Um, because your 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 vagina is just like creating more uh, weeping. Yeah, it's crying. It's crying. It's like coughing. It's like <laughs> it's like a lot of phlegm, you know. It's like, <laughs> even your vagina is Jewish. <laughs> yeah. It's always clearing its throat. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I shoved a little <laughs> pill up my cooch, and we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Congrats. Thank you. Who gets the do- your 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 gynecologist is like you should start taking this. No, so I went to the doctor to get uh, checked. I thought I had the old gone ear clap. Or- you ever had them? No. Okay, good. I'm like, come on. Like, I need to get it within you the get year. It? I mean, I'd rather get it now than when I'm not on insurance. Gano is bad because it can fuck with your fertility for the future. Yeah. So I think... I think so maybe I don't want to get it. Oh, no. Or is it Clam that does that? One know. of the two does it. I just sway away from those. Yeah. Just well, make sure you're getting some clean D. Anyway, I found out I have BV. What's new? You BV? Know? BV, shout out to BV. Shout out to BV. BV Lokes. So, um, <laughs> so the doctor's like, you can take antibiotics. I'm like, I don't want to take antibiotics. Those are so they can be so bad. They for wreck you. your system. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, is there anything else I can do? And she was like, boric acid suppositories. And I'm like, wow. all right. And some girl from the hills, like not Lauren Conrad, but some other girl, some other Heidi? Lauren, or Lauren, Lauren, Ma- I don't know, Lauren C. Low, yeah, low. I think low? so. I don't, I don't know. know. One of no the idea. hills girls created this like wellness company of course yeah so now she sells vagina pills so i bought them hell yeah so you get a vag pill and you're good right mm-hmm. i mean how long does it take my so my friend says uh it takes one once once and you're but done they say, but they say you can take it for like a week straight i don't know we'll see you got to keep me posted i'll keep you posted yeah just let me know just text me and go it worked it didn't yeah. work huge update my vagina is great. Put that shit on Instagram. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're getting get a BV tattoo. Okay. Prone to BV. Yeah, BV. For Do you life. know Snake Pit? Do you know what Snake Pit is? The Instagram handle. Who? I'm plugging hard. Okay. What is Snake it? Pit? Is an Instagram handle that's tattoo. That's like um. That's like crass tattoos that people get. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like Mickey this. Mouse with like a big pussy and stuff. Yeah. It's the weird. It's always weird and crazy. Look up Snake Pit okay. if anybody doesn't know. It's. But immediately I went to like a BV tattoo would end up on Snake Pit. But I'll it's usually it it's usually that. like it's usually like dudes get get super sexual tattoos. It'll be like a <laughs> someone got oh wait they also posted I don't know if it was them or another account but it's the same th- train of thought that I was on because it was the same kind of image. A girl had gotten her husband or boyfriend a birthday cake. Yeah, and it was just her ass cheeks with pulling her panties to the side. Oh my god! <laughs> was the candle in the cheek? Yes, of course. It was yeah. so dope. I was like, that is. It was just, it just, it's that kind of stuff that's on Snake Pit that makes me laugh. That like people like that exist. People love raw, dirty shit, and they don't give a fuck who sees it. They yeah. don't care who knows. They'll put it on their body permanently. It's usually there's a lot of also cartoon imagery with porno shit. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Like Lois Griffin sucking Peter Griffin's yeah, dick is a big that's one. That's my favorite crossover. Is that? Mm-hmm. I think mine is Marge and Homer. I don't know why. In fact, I learned about. I talked about. Um, about learning about um overwatch porn for the first time i talked about that before overwatch overwatch is a game i think but they make like intense porn it's like extremely vivid have you ever done vr porn no i have a friend that has one and he's like you have to try it oh dave yes david 
David has it. But he's egged me on to try it, and I just don't feel like it. My friend Nick had it. This was a long time ago. Yes. He was, like, on the first wave. So it's, like, kind of pixelated, you know? Oh, he doesn't have the high def? Well, this was, like, when it first was happening. This when was, there's, like, like a hose coming ago. out of the back and shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I put it on, and it was so trippy. I was just, like, laying on his bed watching this girl walk in. It was crazy. I, I don't like it or anything. It was but... too surreal. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like having something covering my eyes because I feel like I'm just going to get, like, surprised fingered at any point. Yeah. Like sleeping in my car, I'll try and like take a nap, have the seat reclined, and I'm like, I can't close my eyes. I might get fingered by like the meter maid or something. You think that's what happens? Yeah. Your meat is out. Oh, actually, with you, it would be like, yeah. yeah, there'd be a lot meter of maid's air. like, you got BV. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> shit, she knows. You really take naps in your whip? I used to. When? Uh, you had nowhere well, to stay? No. Because I was driving up from Long Beach to do comedy. Oh, and dude. And so I'd crash in my car a lot. I'd sleep at people's houses a lot. Do you know the irony of this story? What? Do you know when I started comedy, I lived in Long Beach. And when I yeah. first moved here, and I used to drive up in my friend Colin's truck, my boy Miller would let me use his truck. He would say, um, take me to the office. And I would drop him off at the casino. Yeah. Uh, because he was he was making money gambling. I mean, killing it, by the way. It was, I was so jealous because I was, you know, like... Trying Look. to make ends meet, make a couple. He was killing it gambling, and he would gamble. I drop him off the casino, and I drive his truck up to L.A. And sometimes it, it was late because I didn't have a car. It was late, and I would have to pull over and knock out a few before I'd go pick him up. Well, yeah, I think I think we've talked about this before. When sometimes I would drive home after open mics, and it'd be like two thirty in the morning. And Long Beach isn't that far, especially at two thirty in the morning. It's not bad, but you're so tired because I would drive up at like. 2 p.m. Yeah, no, I, I would day. have to drive up earlier, like noon, noon beat yeah. traffic, get my like day set for the open mics. Like this one's a lottery. This one's first come, first serve. Right. This one's in Burbank, you know, like plan out my mic night. And then by the time I would go home, I'd be so tired that I would start hallucinating on the freeway going home. Yeah, that's the. And by the way, I think it's happened to anybody who had to do those long drives. Yeah. And the worst part is you just kept driving. Yeah. Well, no, there was one, there was one time it was so bad because here's what happens when I hallucinate when I'm driving. And I I don't like luckily I don't that doesn't happen anymore because I live close. So I get home, whatever. But I would I would think that I would see like merit like cycling marathons happening on the freeway. Like, <laughs> like bice- people like on, on bikes? the 405. Yeah. I would think that I'm seeing like bicycles. And so I would just completely break my car ah! on the freeway. Luckily, it's like 2.30. There's, yeah, there's no, no one, one else, behind you. Yeah. But it was sketchy. And one time I remember I was so tired that I ended up pulling over, parking in a subway parking lot, ordering an Uber to get to my aunt's house who I was living with at the time. And the Uber driver picks me up and he goes, oh, I'm so tired. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, you're not. <laughs> and then I'm wired on the way home when he's driving because he's driving sketchy. So now I'm right. fully awake and I'm like, I should have just should drove. I should have just drove one time on the way when I was doing, cause I used to do the drive back and forth from San Diego. If I was doing shows and one time I was doing it when I was doing my first run of La Jolla shows when I was featuring and San Diego to LA is no joke. It yeah. is, it's a long drive, particularly if you've done two shows that night, you're tired as shit. It's far. Yeah. It's a couple hundred miles. And dude, I pulled over and I got fast food. At, a, at one of those bullshit stops in the middle of Orange County. And I pulled over and I ate the fast food in the car. And then I woke up. It's still in the car, of course. I was fine. Yeah. I wasn't driving. 
but I woke, I had, I had been so tired that I like ate the food and passed out and I did not remember going to bed or going to sleep in the car. And I woke up at like five in the morning. That's I had that experience as fuck, but I was blacked out and I drove and I crashed my car. Right. And that's why you're sober. Yeah. And that's why why you're sober. Right. I was not drunk. Yeah. I I was was not drunk. I was, I was, I was on E. I was on before Molly. I was on E. My generation did E. Yeah. Do you know about E? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How lame. That we I mean, look at my hair. E, I know. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. I would, but I, I almost wish that I did it more before getting sober because yeah. it's weird getting sober young because I knew that I needed to at the time. But your problem was booze, right? Yeah, mostly. Well, don't you think you could try psychedelics? They tend to say don't have addictive qualities. But I think, but I think because of. Like mushrooms, you could do. Yeah, remember we were in a. That's is that where we were when those dudes were at the bar with us? They were fans, yeah. and they and we drove in the back of their truck. Yes, that felt like a movie. It was a movie, but we were gonna do mushrooms with them, and we I was were. like, you know what? This is the one time where it's like not planned. We just like met these people. Like it feels like a natural thing, and we were in this like weird country area. So I'm like, this where, feels. Where, where were we? That was St. Missouri. Louis. Yeah. 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 We got in the bed of a truck and we just kind of partied. And I was like, this would be where I like this would be the circumstance for me to do it. But I don't know, because I feel like if I were to do like mushrooms or something, then I would be like, well, I've done mushrooms. I might as well just like try drinking again. No, see, mushrooms have no. I think staying away from drinking is good for you because it's 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 a it's a bad vice that turned into negative things with mushrooms. Typically, they don't have addictive properties and also psychoactives. But the it's more not research I, they but do, it's, it's not, good for you. Yeah. Sm- I mean, relatively. I guess. But it's not that I think that I would become addicted to it or something. I just think that in my brain, because I haven't done anything for like pretty almost five years yeah. now, that it would just be like, well, I've done this. Now I should move just, on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that. Well, I mean, that's an addict perspective. I think it would right? set off like a domino effect. It's Maybe it wouldn't. But it's like, do I want to find out? I don't know. No. I, I feel like I'm st- but I also feel like. I don't know. It's it, but yeah, I'm like it's weird getting sober young. Yeah. But it's also like I don't think I'd be where I'm at if I wasn't. Yeah, I, I think was doing it's, I think it's a good for thing. like a year when I was drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. And then I stopped. And I think if I kept because I would like be at the comedy store underage, I would bring my own flask because I was like, were you 20 or 19? I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking in, sneaking in, bringing in my own alcohol. When did I meet you? How old were you? I don't. When did we meet? How did we meet? Store, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. (gasps) I remember. How do you remember? Okay, so I mean, you know, when you go to the store, you become like acquaintances or yeah. like familiar with people, but not like close. And we yeah. were never really close. But I remember I was in, um, I was in Arizona doing some random bar show, and you were in Arizona, and Ari Manis was opening for you. Yes. And Ari was like, "I'm opening for Santino," and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! Like, like I want to go like see you guys perform or whatever." And I was there an extra night and I didn't have a show and you had a show at House of Comedy and Ari picked you up from golfing and I was with Ari and I got to hang out with you and I was like, whoa, I'm with Santino. And that's when we like met. Yeah. And I think I was just like being silly and funny. And so, I mean, I imagine you thought that I was also cool-ish. Yes. But but, um, then what happened? But then what happened was uh, we we all went ended up going to the aquarium together. Yes. 
And this is back when I had like short hair. I was really ugly. And you took a photo of me on a Polaroid and I still have it. Really? Yes. Aww. Yeah. But then I remember you let me do a spot at yes, House I of did. Comedy. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it was bad, but. Um, no, you actually did good. I did fine, but I think. It was but just, I could tell the you. Night was... I could tell that how good you were. Yeah. I knew you. Were, I knew you. Were, that was, was. So let me guess. Five years ago. No, four years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago is probably what it was. Probably. Yeah. So how old are you then? 21. 22? 21, 22? 21. I could tell you were going to be very good anyway. I just knew. I could just feel. I mean, you know, yeah. I could just feel that your eye was like, oh, she's, yeah. You were on to something very, very strong. Was at, there was there 21. ever a time where you had an opportunity that you thought was like make it or break it and you blew it and you thought like this is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> not well because i'm thinking of another shared experience that we had where well, give me one give it so to me. i remember uh the first time rogan ever asked me to do guest spots for him was at the ice house in pasadena yes. and you were also on those shows yes. and it was two nights two shows each night yeah and i was i was like this is obviously like the biggest it was a big break deal yeah you know and i was supposed to do 10 minute guest spots and i ran the light not by like a minute or two. I was doing like 17 minutes. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, he's never going <laughs> to work with me again. This was so unprofessional. Which is completely the opposite. <laughs> it's not true at all because you were doing great. But at the time I was like, because I didn't hear from him for like two or three months after that. So I'm like, it wasn't deliberate. No, of course not. But great. in my head, it was extremely deliberate. Yeah, I could have fucked with you. I could have been like, dude, he was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at fucking with people. Uh, well, I... I <laughs> That's why it's also fun, like getting to travel with you because you're so social. Like after a show, we'll go to like a bar or something, and it's so fun. And like yeah. you're good at like just socializing. I like people, man. I like just like meeting people and fucking around. And, and you're like, also like like we'll be at a store and like you'll just fuck around with the cashier person, and it and it, it just reminds me that like nothing's that serious, yeah. and to like have fun and like be silly and like I I, I really like enjoy being around well, you because, because of that because the, we're gonna die yeah and i'm just like I'm why gonna get murdered. why do, you're gonna get murdered i'm gonna die and you're gonna get murdered yeah i like to especially when i'm on the road because i'm sucking in a new city like i like to just suck in a place because i think i learned it from my dad genuinely my father traveled for a job and dude he never experienced the city and it was something we talked about years later i was always like i don't want to go from a plane to a hotel to a comedy club to a hotel to a plane i was like i'd rather soak in the city and have some fucking fun yeah I think you, people forget that you're still, it's still your life. There's this idea. You're like, I got to get back home. I want to get back home. I want to get back home. But you're like, dude, you're here right now. Yeah. You're not going to enjoy this at all. Like yeah. it's, even if you're not into going out into bars, we would, you wouldn't drink in and we would just go out and fuck so around fun. and have fun and just yeah. goof off and meet people and go try new restaurants or food or, you know, Chili's, Chili's dude. Honestly, of all the great restaurants I've been to, Chili's. Top notch. Top notch. Yeah. No. And when you were, when you asked me if I, I haven't. I felt like I blew, I feel like I've blown big auditions, but not in the comedy space. I didn't have that like, fuck, I blew that thing because I, that didn't really come along my way, really. I mean, I mean, I felt like I blew my, um, when I went to Just for Laughs and did it uh, in Montreal, but I felt like I blew my showcases also because I didn't care yeah. because I was angry that I, had, I hadn't gone already in so many years. And also I was doing shit. Mm -hmm. Like I was on a sitcom at the time or I just gotten off that that sitcom I did and then I was already doing stuff so I was like I don't fucking care yeah I it was on the heels of me doing like a half hour for Comedy Central and I was like why would I fucking yeah so I did kind of blow those things but it's also because my 
annoyance got in my way. Mm. That's probably what I was more like, fuck this, which is stupid. I should have soaked it up a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, you've been to Montreal, no? No. Never? Mm-mm. You'll go and yeah. it'll let you down. Yeah. It'll let you down. For sure. Some casting director will come up to you and be like, oh my God, you're amazing. Yeah. And then never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally what. But I've blown so many auditions. I mean, I, you try in the room, you always got to throw something out there. I auditioned for, uh, I don't remember the movie, but it Die was. Die Hard. It, yes, Die Hard 2. And I was going to be the building. And, uh, but the 9 11, one of those guys took it. Um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, uh, um, Melissa McCarthy and her husband Ben uh-huh. are, you know, both great comic actor, actress, funny, talented writer. And I, we went out for a thing that they had, and I walked in the room, and I was in a bad mood for some weird reason. And one of the producers was like, "How's the day?" I'm like, "Fucking atrocious," but I thought that they were gonna chuckle a little bit yeah. out of it, and it was like, "Oh, are you okay?" And I was like, "No, yeah, I just fucking." And I just explained the laundry list of stuff that was going on. Oh my God. (laughs) And they were like, okay, do you want to get started? I was like, yeah, dude. Why? It's never going to work out. No. But that was the first thing. That's the one piece of advice to anyone that's trying to get into that part of the business is um, fucking leave your bullshit in your car. Yeah. It's hard to do. Dude. Dave, I... I, you're such a great no. you're so good i want to like i like i we start when, shooting in three weeks shut up yeah we start shooting can season i visit two. you on set yeah of course i'll wear a mask and everything covid protocol yeah we had a two-hour meeting with a health um a health uh uh liaison woman yeah. like one of the, also this woman was like a genius from oxford who was like one of the leading uh virologists from england who was basically breaking down their research and how it's applying to our business but jokes on them england's fucking having a surge so what do you know lady but it's so good and now i get to name drop you when people talk about the show dave i'm like that's like one of my best friends (laughs) you know the manager and And they're like dave you're like no it's he plays his friend and manager and they're like the redheaded the orange guy everyone's favorite scene is the wood table with the hole in it that's my that was my favorite so good but you know i want to i want to do that like i look up to you you'll get in that you'll get you will absolutely get into that can i tell you what fueled some of my humor that night because it was a long night what this is some inside shit for people that don't know the show. We won't ruin it, but it's a great scene with a with a sex table in the garage, and uh, I'm sitting in the car doing the take a thousand. T- you know, we're like setting up a million different ways and all this stuff. And I had to pull the car around the driveway and had to reset the car every time. And I'm on my phone, and I was getting tired because yeah. it's the end of the night. Grumpy. I was getting grumpy. I was yeah. getting grumpy. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that kept my energy up. People could Google this video. It's so fucked up and mean, but a friend sent it to me at the right time I needed it. It reinvigorated me. There is a guy. <laughs> there's a guy who's recording on a stoop in like in Brooklyn in New York, and he's just facing the street. And it's just the frame is just the street. And he's singing Thriller. You know, he's singing. It's close to midnight. Yes. I know something the video you're talking about. in the dark. And as he says that into frame comes like a crackhead. Yeah. Who's, who's like jonesing out of his mind and he just passes through frame perfectly as the guy goes, something creeping's moving in the dark. Dude, it's so stupid to laugh at it without context. People need to look it up. 
I laughed no shit for like 15 minutes. I was crying and then it reinvigorated my energy to do those scenes. And that scene I thought wasn't going to be funny because yeah. I had thought I've You've done it so many times. Yeah. So and like, I was like, no Oh duh, this is, this is fucking, we killed it. Like I fucking, our energy was drained. We had to reset and turned out that was one of my favorite scenes. It turned out too, but also thanks to that. You thanks YouTube. Cause that clip, Fuck! You know that's you know that clip that I'm talking about. Video, yeah. It's close to me in and a and crack. The I just stumbled. Like, and they're like looking like they're <laughs> they in the video, like a, like a thriller. Oh yeah, you're gonna get there 100. You are gonna be doing comedic acting uh, at the height of it, and I'm gonna be. I'll be you know we're, I'll be living off of SAG union um, pension plan, and I'll be like, "How's the biz?" You're like, "I'm killing it, yeah. bitch." You're gonna be a multimillionaire. You're un. You're very talented, and I don't want to kiss your tush anymore. But um, I don't want to kiss your tush just because of the BV. I do don't know it for if that my leaks. mom. I'll do it for mamas. But you're incredibly talented, and you are going to go. You you're going to keep soaring as soon as we can sort out this pandy and get back to stand up. You're going to keep crushing. So funny. Every time my mom comes to like the comedy store or something, it feels like I'm at like a parent teacher conference where she'll like go up to like the older guys and stuff and be like, "How's Allie doing?" Yeah. How she how how is she doing? She's a little bit disruptive. She's kind of a class clown. Look, but... she likes the attention. Yeah. She takes sometimes she takes the attention away from the other comics and their abilities, but that just comes with the territory. Yeah. That was what did you get that as a kid? Was yeah. Allie distractive? I was well, one time we had you know how sometimes there would be like uh like teachers' aides who'd come in and like they were studying to become a teacher so they'd observe yeah. the class. Yeah. So there was a dude in my uh like home ec class. And he's sitting in the back taking notes. And during class, I go up to him and I go, "Do you want to do you want to see this dance I just learned? I'm like, you want to hear me sing? And I'm putting on a whole show for this guy while yeah. he's trying to just like observe the class. And I'm completely like the the class is happening, and I'm just like doing a song and dance for him in the back. And I get called to the office like a week later, and my parents are there. Oh shit! And they're like, and that guy was there, and I'm like. Why is he back, you know? Yeah. And they're like, he has been studying you for ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fucking spy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so wow. I got put on medication in eighth grade. Adderall. Yeah, by Vance. How long did you get? How long were you on it? Oh my God, I was on it for so long. Yeah, I was on it for from 2008 until like 2004. 14 or 15 wow dude and i d and i don't think i have add if i do it's mild i think i just had no attention at home and i needed an outlet yeah i don't believe in it i mean i had it 100 percent or what they would categorize but i just think it's high levels of anxiety and intensity and also your brain function levels are just very high you're firing a lot that's yeah. i've talked to too many too many doctors that that say medication is absolutely it's completely uh, overprescribed. It's, it's not the right thing. Yeah. Well, and I remember coming off of it. I'm like, this is crazy. I yeah. was, like the mood swings. Like, oh, people, it's terrible, right? I, yeah. I remember when I was put on it, I would get so. And when I was on it, like I was, if someone wasn't doing something the way I wanted it to be done, I would just go silent and like angry and hostile. Like, not that you could tell, but there was just an energy to me that was like, you're not doing it. What do they it. say? You People vibrate when, they, when they're when they shifting off of medication. Yeah. Like your insides are like shaking. Yeah. I never took Adderall. My mother, it was actually, a my mom, shout out to moms. Who's my the mom greatest. didn't want me to take it. She didn't. My mom was like, the woman, actually, I'll never forget, this teacher is now no longer with us. So, you know, but Mrs. Rhodes, she said to my mom, she goes, you know, your son probably needs to be on medication. 
And my mom was like, don't fucking tell me what my son needs to be. Yeah. On. And I watched my mom like stand up for me because for years it was always like, Andrew's a troublemaker. And my mom's like, what the fuck were you doing? Because I was, but this was the first time that like my mom was like, no, fuck you. He's just, no, he's just a fucking, he wasn't doing anything bad for anybody. He just, he's, your class sucks. Yeah. You're boring. And he, he's trying to like make life of boring shit. I can't help it that my kid learns different and thinks different. So shout out to Ma- Mama, Santi- Mama Santino for standing up for me. Although she was not a Santino. Yeah. She was, a, well, she was for a short period of that time of my childhood. And then she got a yeah, divorce. Yeah, my mom's not, my mom's not a Makovsky anymore. I know she, yeah, she's not. She, when she texts me, I, She's a Santino. She's a Santino. That's the old bag. <laughs> That's a- There's so much mystery around it. I'm glad we can finally clear the air. Well, yeah. I mean, people thought, uh, people thought uh, you were my old bag. People thought somebody said Whitney Cummings was uh, my wife. Uh, which my is, wife. My wife, which is true. Um, and uh, I know I love that. It's like how it's, many? Yeah, you've been you've dated. I've dated every any any time you see me in a picture with any comedian. Anytime I've opened for any. Did you comedian, fucking hit that, dude. Yeah, every single one. Every single one. I, I'll, But I think I didn't... You didn't get it a lot with me or I didn't get it with you a lot because people saw our relationship online that it's like you're very... I guess the way we always put it up online, you're very much like a sister to me. And I'm also like... I've talked about this so many times where I'm like... Well, first of all, I don't hook up with comics anymore because I'm just like beyond that. Yeah. But like the first two years I was doing stand up, I was hooking up with the lamest, <laughs> lamest comics because I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, you don't need to. Okay. <laughs> I like, I'm like trying to remember, but I was like, my strategy was like, yeah, I want to hook up with people. And like, because I would be in college at this time hooking right. up with people, but I'm not in college. I'm at open mics all the time. Right. So do I like... I just knew I'm like, I want to hook up with comedians who are not funny, who aren't going to outlast, right. you know, like who aren't going to be around for a while. You want you want duds and they're not around. So now right. I don't have to worry about it. And then it's like at a certain point, I was just like, I don't need to do this anymore. Like now I have enough friends outside of comedy where I can like meet people Real not humans. involved. Yeah. 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 Well, you look, it, that's the that's the weirdest thing about when when girls go on the road with guys. And it's annoying because you've said this before thing. where it's like you wanted like you want to take me out on the road, but like uh it's it's hard to bring a woman because then there's that like that like uh you know, thing of people just assuming and it's I like, mean I don't really care about that. I think it, I just think it's bullshit that it exists. I think it's like a nonstop like why does that always have to be justified? You know what I mean? That it's like yeah. Oh, you know, well the internet is why oh I bet they're hooking up. Yeah. I always think like how crazy is it to be like so good at boning that someone's like, I want to take you to work with me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like going on the road can yeah. be like so like lame yeah, and exhausting, yes, exhausting that it's like the fact that you think there's nothing sexy about it. No. No. No, it's tiring as fuck traveling and it yeah. does nothing. Yeah. It just it's um it's not what people think. It's not glamorous. I mean there's moments that are beautiful like we talked about before. It's like you make it fun. Yeah. But it's also work. Like it's most of the time when I go on the road with people, it's like they're in their room. Yeah. I'm in my room and we don't see each other until like showtime the show. Yeah. With us, it's a little different. We like to go out and do shit, but that's only because I, I get anxiety from sitting in a hotel room by myself for too long. Cause yeah. I'm like, this is fucking yeah, boring. I like, go crazy. What am I, why, what, you know, whenever I was out with Joe, Joe, Joe likes his privacy and um, I would just go do shit by myself. Yeah. I would literally just go do shit because I was like, 
even the nicest hotel in the country is still a fucking hotel. I don't care. People yeah. are like, oh my God, a fancy hotel. You're like, it's a fucking room, dude. It's, yeah. it's just a room. It doesn't matter how nice the sink is. Like, It's nice. It's nice because you get to go back there and yeah. have the nice Good bed place to sleep. and the nice yeah. shower and, and like the, soap the amenities. always smells better. Oh, yeah. so nice. It always, the towels are nicer yeah. and softer. Joe spoiled me. Like, like getting, having the opportunity to go on the road with him has like yeah. ruined every other cool opportunity I've gotten because <laughs> I'll be with comics like at my level or like a little bit higher than yeah. me and I'm just like, and they're like freaking out. They're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, it's nice. You're like one time I stayed on a floating four seasons. It was floating <laughs> in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's a little, it's tough. It's tough because it's so extravagant. Like yeah. it's like, you know, to get to that level to play what he does is yeah. like arenas are new level. Um, but you'll be, you'll be selling out theaters and arenas in no time in, in your own right. And then, you know, don't forget about me. Okay. I won't. Promise? Promise. All right, I'm going to get off camera. You're going to look in the camera right now and you're going to say one word or one phrase to end the episode. Um, make it count and uh, make it mean something. Okay, go go ahead. Okay. I know Benny Blanco isn't watching this, but I really want to be your friend. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.